0: Good morning everyone, welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. If you're visiting with us today, let me give you a really warm welcome, great to see you. If you're with us for the first time online, a warm welcome. If you're a regular, also welcome, great to have you with us today. Um, So, would so love to be able to see you in person. Um, But yeah, we are where we are. Good to be in God's house, isn't it? Do you know just thinking about Sunday and just the importance of what we do on a Sunday. Because sometimes we go, you know, we can slip into a routine and and, and we can sort of wonder, why do we do what we do? Why do we get up and come to church on a Sunday morning? I think there's something about that process, take out the, the sort of religious and routine part of it, there's something about actually doing what we do that helps us to recalibrate and refocus on God and who He is, how wonderful He is, what He has done for us, And just recalibrate ourselves and get ourselves tuned back in again. Not that we need our fix in that sense, you know, our Sunday fix. But there's something about coming together that just helps us to recalibrate and to get focused on him. So that's really what we're going to do today. We're going to focus on Jesus in this place today. The songs that we're going to sing today are just fantastic. They really lend to all that I feel God has been saying in terms of uh, the service today. So we're going to we're going to worship Him, but we're going to pray first. And I'm just going to ask if if you're able to stand, then if you would like to stand. You don't need to stay standing through the songs, just to clarify that, Um, but yeah, there's something about just opening up our lungs and uh, singing and giving it gusto that that really changes us on the inside as well as the songs that we're singing. So let's just stand, we're going to pray, and uh, let's just worship our Savior today. Father, we thank you that you are here. Lord, we thank you that your uh, hand is upon us and that you desire to meet with us today. Father, we pray that you would help us to focus in totally on you today father that we would hear your voice that we would just apprehend your presence in this place lord may we just be so conscious that you are here we know that you are here and lord we pray that as we sing our songs of praise to you that you would come and live in those songs father we just pray demonstrate your presence in this place today speak into our hearts we ask in jesus name amen, amen. amen. Father, needs that river of God to come and flow. Father, that river that flows from your very throne room, from your presence. Father, we ask that that river would flow. Father, that you would open things up. Father, that have been blocked for whatever reason. And Father, that you would open them up. And that the river of your spirit, the river of your presence would flow. Father, we need that. Father, our lives become dry without you. Father, we become stale without you. And Father, every day we need the power of your Holy Spirit at work in our lives. And Father, even today we ask that you would come and that you would do something fresh in our lives today. Father, just in a minute as we take communion, Father, we pray that you would reveal yourself as we take bread and wine. Father, that you'd come and that you'd reveal yourself. Father, that you'd come and that you'd bring healing to hearts that need healing, emotions that need healing, minds that need healing, bodies that need healing. Father, we pray that you come and move upon us by your Spirit. In Jesus' name we ask. just going to get ready to take communion in just a little minute and i want to read the passage from luke it's chapter 22 verses 14 to 16 and it says when the hour came the hour being a literal hour probably about 6 p.m on a thursday evening 2,000 years ago jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and and he said to them i have eagerly desired to eat this passover with you before i suffer that literal translation says that I have desired (laughs) with desire I have desired he is eager to just sit down with his disciples to eat this Passover with you before I suffer for I tell you I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God and despite the suffering that lay ahead of Jesus he desired he craved he longed for this time with his disciples why? I think there are some keys in here because, in this moment of taking the Passover together, for them it was Passover, it was a Jewish celebration. In that, there was a depth of fellowship. They sat and they ate and they drank together. There was a depth of fellowship. And there's a depth of fellowship that transcends down through the generations, down through the decades and the centuries to us as well. And he wants to be with us today. He wants to meet with us today as well. And there's a demonstration of humility. I don't know if you've read this story. Um, but when Jesus is at the Last Supper, he takes a towel and he wraps it around himself and he takes a bowl and he goes and he washes the disciples' feet. And he shows them. He leads by example and he says, this is, this is what church should be like. Humble service of one another this demonstration of humility. And then lastly, there was this divine ordinance which was instituted when Jesus took the cup and when he took the bread and when he shared these things with his disciples, this fellowship. And he said to them, do this in remembrance of me. Every time we take communion, we remember Jesus. We remember what he's done for us. And we can get caught up in the mechanics of communion for us these days it's a little device like this which if you're not familiar with it you open up the top part (laughs) and it's a bit tricky and we can get caught up with the mechanics of taking communion and forget that the dynamics what's really important is that we come and that we meet with God through his spirit in this place today it's not about the mechanics and the process. It's about the condition of our hearts as we take bread and as we take wine. And the Bible says that we have to look at our own lives, examine ourselves. Are we right with God? Are we right before him today? And if not, we just simply say, Lord, I I confess these things to you. I I open them up to you, Father. Areas where uh, I feel I've fallen down or maybe I've fallen out with somebody else. Father, I just bring these things before you and I confess them before you and ask that you'd make me clean and that you'd make me whole and that as I take bread and as I take wine, I would experience your presence in such a tangible and real way. And Father, that's our prayer today is that you would come and that you'd heal us and that you'd make us whole and that you would touch us in the very deepest place of our need. Father, you know every heart in this place today. You know the heart of every person who has joined online today. Father, maybe people who will listen to this message long after it has went out live. Father, we, you, we know that you know every heart. And so, Lord, we pray that you'd come and that you touch us at the, the place of our heart, the very place where we need your presence. Father, those who need a healing touch in their minds and their emotions and their bodies and their spirits, whatever that might be, Father, we pray that you'd come and that you would just touch each one of us and meet with each one of us. Holy Spirit, come and bring revelation of the Father to us. In Jesus' name we ask. And so let's take the bread as it reminds us of the body of Jesus which was broken on that day on Calvary's cross as he endured punishment that our sins might be forgiven. Let's just take this bread which reminds us of him. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus which was broken on our behalf. Father, we can't even begin to understand what that was like for him. But Father, help us in ever-increasing measure to, to really understand, may it sink into the very core of our being, just what Jesus has done for us. And Father, as we take this wine, may it remind us of the blood of Jesus which was spilled out for us. Father, it's hard to even begin to imagine the scenes. Father, help us to appreciate what Jesus has done for us and to realize that by his stripes we are healed. By the shedding of his blood, there is power for us. That the curse of sin has been broken. That death and hell and the grave hold no power over those who believe in you. Because, Father, we know that there is an eternity that we look forward to as well. And, Father, it's a sure hope that we have. We know that because we know that Jesus has accomplished these things for us. So let's just take the wine which reminds us of his blood, which was shed for us. Father, we just thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you're everywhere at all time, and that you see us, and that you're there, and in the very uh, the heart of the situation that we're in, the, the situation that we're facing, whatever that is. Lord, you are right there at the heart of it, because you've said that you will never leave us you've said that you'll never forsake us and we thank you we thank you for the demonstration of your presence in the very situation that we find ourselves in Father, how many times have we been in a bit of a a difficult place and somebody has sent a message that encouraged us Father, just a messenger from you Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for the way that you answer prayer and Father, we thank you for the way that you're at work in each of our hearts and Lord, we just pray help us to, to trust you more Help us to put our faith in you more. Father, help us to experience your spirit more. Help us to read your word and really hear what you're saying to us through it more. Lord, our heart's desire is for more of you. Father, help us to put into practice Matthew 6, 33, seeking your kingdom and your righteousness. May your kingdom come in our hearts, Father. May your kingdom come in our families. May your kingdom come in in this church, and in your church across this land. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys, for leading us so well today. Great job. So, thank you. Um, uh, Lindsay, I have neglected to bring my clicker up to the platform, so if you could maybe help me with that. Uh, It is in my bag if you wanted to go and grab it. (laughs) Um, So, Today, we were supposed to have uh, Mark Hind with us. Um, and as you know, if you've caught the emails and, and what's been happening, uh, Mark is critically ill in hospital. Um, and he's basically uh, in need of a miracle. Um, because the, the doctors are at the end of all that they can do. Uh, and he really needs a miracle. And so we're going to pray for Mark. Maybe, Lindsay, you could just flick up that picture. This is Mark uh, sharing with us. He, he was supposed to be here last year. And of course, with COVID, that didn't happen. And so Mark uh, did a video for us, which we used as part of our service. And this is a photograph uh, from that video. Uh, And so I'm going to pray for Mark and just others who who need our prayers this morning. Um, His wife, Sharon, uh, who's recovering from COVID herself. Uh, We've managed to uh, see her online this week. And it was really encouraging to hear her sharing. Um, And I'm just going to share... um, kind of like the latest uh, information uh, that i received that uh, mark's blood pressure has remained fine his temperature 37.9 and his oxygen has been turned down to 40 percent and they're really thank you uh grateful to god for these small signs um and uh, just this morning i got a message uh, saying that mark has managed to initiate breaths all night so he has stayed on the new breathing mode. So, there are little signs of encouragement, but we've got a long way to go. And so, let's keep praying for Mark. Uh, let's pray for uh, Sharon, his wife, and Faith, uh, their seven-year-old, um, and just others in our fellowship and our friends who, who need our prayers today. So, I'm just going to pray. Um, if you have something that you won't prayed for, then I'm, I'm going to ask you to do something, okay? Just something tangible, As you're sitting today, just hold out your hands on your your lap and just ask God to give you the thing that you need today. And I'm going to pray a prayer that encompasses everybody who just adopts that posture today to just say, Lord, come and meet me in my place of need. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you. Father, when all of our resources dry up. We know that you are an endless spring. You're an endless resource. You're an endless source of strength and encouragement and power. And Father, we just bring everyone today to you who has just put their hands out to receive from you. And Father, we pray that you come and that you would touch every heart. Father, touch every home, every family, every situation. Father, that you would breathe your life into it. And Father, I'm holding out my hands as well because, Father, I want to receive all that you have for my life and in the situations that I face today, the situations that we face as individuals, as families, as a congregation. Father, we just want to receive all that you have for us today. And so, Father, we pray, pour out your Spirit in a fresh way upon us today. Father, we sung sung that song, uh, Fresh Wind. Lord, we need a fresh wind of your Spirit. Come and breathe upon as we ask. And Father, we just lift Mark and Sharon and faith to you today. And Father, this man needs a miracle in his body. Lord, we know that there are many praying into this situation. But Father, we pray that we would see that miracle, that we would see him walk out of that hospital. And Father, be you reunited with his family. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would just work in his body to correct the things which are not working. Father, in relation to infections, uh, the things which are on in his brain and in his lungs, and Lord, we just pray that you just breathe the breath of life into him. Father, we read that in Genesis 2-7, that you formed the man out of the dust of the earth, and then you breathed into the man, and he became a living soul. And, Father, we just ask that you'd breathe fresh life, new life into Mark. And, Lord, that you'd raise him to full health and strength. Father, we're looking to you for a miracle. And we know that you can do it. Because with man, these things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so, Father, we lift them before you. Father, we lift Jeff today before you, and Lord, we ask that you just meet him at his point of need. Father, in the hospital just now, Lord, we pray again for a miracle in Jeff's body. Lord, we pray for healing to flow, and Lord, we just pray that you'd right the things which have been wronged, and Father, that you would just bring healing into his body. And so we lift him before you, and Father, we just lift Eileen before you and ask that you strengthen her, and all the family. Lord, we ask for your strength and your grace to walk through these days we bring Heather before you as well. Lord, she needs a touch in her body from you as well. And so, Lord, we lift her before you, and we pray bring healing into her body. Complete healing, Father. Lord, for Bob, who's still struggling with his oxygen levels, Lord, we just pray for Bob that you would just clear his lungs up, Father. Lord, that you do a miracle in him. Lord, for Sammy, we've been praying for her too, and Lord, we just pray for complete restoration for her, complete healing, complete wholeness. Lord, we bring these folks in, and many more, Father, who just need you today. Father, we pray for everyone who's still struggling with grief, who's, who's mourning, and, and Father, those who have, uh, have lost those who are close to them. And Lord, we just lift them before you. And Lord, we pray that you would be a rock to them. Lord, that you would be a tower of strength to them. Holy Spirit, that you would be a comforter to them. And Lord, for each of us, Lord, we've come from different situations this week. Lord, all of our lives different. Some of us in the workplace during the week. Some of us retired. Lord, all with different situations, different needs, and different things going on. And Lord, we pray that you give us uh, what we need for this day and for the week that will come. Lord, we pray meet every need which we have. But Lord, the biggest need that we have is to be filled afresh with your Spirit. And so Lord, we pray come and fill us afresh with your spirit. Lord, we want more of you. And Father, I just pray that you would anoint this word today. Father, as we uh, just stop to think today about how you empower the church, Lord, we pray that you would anoint this word. And Father, we pray that you would speak through this. Holy Spirit, may our hearts be open to what you want to say. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things I need to do for the whole track and trace thing is to do the photograph. Uh, We're not signing in, but this is how we keep track of everything nice Josh I like that yeah. <laughs> funny pictures over there as well thank you it's always more amusing for me when I see all your funny faces afterwards and um, today I want to just think about the power source of the church and based on the book of Ephesians again remember on Monday mornings at half past nine we pray together on zoom on wednesday nights at 7 30 we pray together on zoom that's how we do work together as a church or one of the ways at the moment and also you might see the uh, samaritan's purse boxes there's some up the back unfolded if you want to grab some um, we will do a proper samaritan's purse launch next week um, just trying to find the appropriate video to do that but we do that every year so i encourage you to do that sorry back to the message um uh, la- a couple of weeks ago, we looked at seven pictures of the church, which we find in Ephesians. For me, probably one of the most powerful is that we're a body. We're joined together, we're one unit, in the church is a body. Last week, we thought about leadership in the church. We thought about uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, elders, deacons, and, you know, today, I want to think about how the church is empowered. What is the power source of the church? Why is this important? Because a powerless church will just wither away. A powerless church will just wither away. And I think that, that that applies to local churches, local fellowships. If we don't want the power of God in the church, then the church will wither away. For denominations as well, if denominations don't want the power of God in the church, they too will wither away. Everything has its time. And if we're not connected to Jesus, then we will wither away. How is the church empowered? I don't know about you. This week, I've been quite keen to find out about my power company. The company that I pay my bills to for my gas and electricity, has it taken your attention this week as well? I was quite pleased to know that they're quite secure and quite happy. And I was quite pleased that last March, I changed my supplier because the one that was on no longer exists. And I went on to a fixed rate. I was so glad about that. I don't usually do that, but I thought, i will just go to the fixed rate this time because I thought, hmm, prices are quite low just now and they're only going to go up. So I'm, (laughs) I'm quite thankful But we need power. We need energy. Even today, there's energy powering up the TV. There's energy powering up the lights. There's energy powering up this microphone, allowing me to speak to you. We need power. We need power. But how is the church empowered? What is the power source of the church? I want to suggest four things this morning, and I'll be as quick as I can. The power source of the church is not religion, but relationship. Do you agree with that? It's not religion, but relationship. Let me read a verse. I said we were going to go into Ephesians, but I'm pinching this one from Matthew. Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40. Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it: love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments." Is what I am thinking and doing loving God and loving my neighbor as myself? There's a challenging question. Is what I am thinking, saying, doing, is the attitude that I'm adopting loving God and loving my neighbor as myself? It should be. The power in the church is not in religion, but it's in relationships. Firstly, a relationship with God, which is a vertical relationship. And then our relationship with each other, which is a horizontal relationship, the way that we relate to each other. But more than that, the way that we as a church relate to our community. It's not the momentum of the program. That's not what gives the church its power. And boy, have we lost momentum with the program over the last 18 months, haven't we? All the things that we would normally do, so many of those things not happening. But the routine of church can give us a a kind of Momentum that we think is power, but it's like like a flywheel that's just getting empowered by uh, the next thing. If you're familiar with how a flywheel works, I'm not going to the science of that, but it gets impulses that keep it going. And there's a sense of which we can rely on those impulses. We can rely on the last service, the last time we met with somebody, the last time we prayed with somebody to empower us as Christians. And so we go from one thing to the next to the next, whereas we can be empowered directly from God himself. You see, religious activity can give a sense of momentum. And Second Timothy talks about this. It talks about how we can have a form of godliness but deny the power, deny the real power. And to deny means to reject or to estrange yourself from. It's like it's like we don't want anything to do with that anymore and the minute we or the church gets to a place where we don't want anything to do with the power source which is God himself and let's, let's just state that right now the minute we don't want to the, we're estranged from God we don't want anything to do that's when the power stops and that's when we begin to dwindle and our energy starts to fall away we can look the part on the outside but we're not being transformed on the inside. And that's a sobering thought. (laughs) I want to encourage us to seek revelation above knowledge. Revelation above knowledge. Revelation is when God shows you something of himself and we learn something. So there's an aspect of knowledge about it, but it's deeper than that. It's something that sinks deep into our spirits. Revelation. You see, we can know about Christianity, but not have that revelation of God that comes through the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And I'm going to touch on that as we go on through the message, and I'm aware that time is marching on. But it's not about religion. It's not about what we know. It's about who we know. You see, it's like knowing about hamburgers. I'm going to put a picture up on the screen. Boy, is that a hamburger. That is an absolute whopper, isn't it? For those of you who are vegetarians, I apologize in advance. You see, you can know about hamburgers, but it's not until you actually experience the hamburger that you really know about hamburgers. Who knows what I'm talking about here? Who loves hamburgers? Give me a show of hands. You can know about hamburgers, but it's not until you taste it that you go, wow, this is fantastic. You see, religion shows us the hamburger. Relationship with God is actually entering into tasting that God is good. The Bible says, taste and see that God is good. (laughs) There is an actual scripture that backs up what I'm saying here. When I'm talking about power in the church, it's not about personalities, but it's about prayer. Prayer. And these days, we are doing church online today, so thank you to everyone who's joining us online. I wasn't pointing at you, I was pointing at the people in the camera there, just so that you're aware. (laughs) We can tune into church from any part of the world these days, and the church is full of big personalities. But it's not about personalities, it's about prayer. It's about relationship. Now, I'm not knocking the big personalities, the charismatic and extrovert leaders, the expositional expositional teachers and the end times preachers. I'm not knocking it. I think it's amazing that we can tune into churches anywhere in the world just now and we can hear God speak to us. But for me, the power in the church is not in the personalities in the church, but it's about the way that we pray In the church i think it was spurgeon who said that prayer is the powerhouse of the church prayer is the powerhouse of the church i've not even read a verse from ephesians yet but i'm coming to that prayer is the powerhouse of the church from what i've read i think in his church spurgeon's church back in 18 whenever there were people praying in the church all the time the basement downstairs was always filled with people who were praying for the church, for the mission, for the leader, for all that God was doing. There were people praying all the time. And if you know anything about this man, he was called the Prince of Preachers and led many people to faith. But it wasn't because of the personality. It was because of the prayer that was happening underneath. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 19, I knew I would get to Ephesians eventually, says this, And Paul is saying to these people, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. He's praying for power in the church. He's praying for power in the church. Incredible. The source of power is not religion, but relationship. It's not personalities, but prayer, the real powerhouse of the church. It's not about political, political control, it's easy for me to say, but pervading culture. What do I mean by that? Listen to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. From him, God, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. We're empowered by God through His Spirit so that each part can do its work. And for most of us, our work doesn't happen inside the church. It happens outside the church, out there, wherever you're out there is out there where you're called to be salt and light, where you're called to be an influence for good, where you're called to pervade the culture, to get immersed, not in a, I'm going to be part of the culture, but to be counter-cultural and to bring God into the culture. It's not about politics, it's not about power, it's not about all that type of control, it's about the church being the church, being salt and light in the community. see, you may work in You might work in the care profession. You might be in education, finance, the food bank, industry, local authority, technology, retail. Maybe you go to school, college, or university. Maybe you look after your family. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you volunteer somewhere. Maybe you go to the gym. Maybe some of us need to go more often. I know I do. Maybe you go to the shops, the supermarket. I intentionally didn't shop online years and years and years ago. Why? It wasn't because I didn't like shopping online. It's because I wanted to go and meet the people at the checkout and get to know their names. You see, sometimes it's nice just to get to know people and to have an opportunity to talk to them. Maybe you go out walking and you meet people while you're doing it. Maybe you go for coffee. Maybe you go out for something to eat. These are all places where we're out there, where we, the church, can pervade culture, where we can be an influence for good and an influence for God. You see, we're all called to be witnesses. We're all called to pervade culture. And I don't know if you've ever considered, last week we talked about how the church is led. We thought about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Apostles being people who are sent on a mission. Prophets, people who speak God's word at the right time and in just the right way. Evangelists, people who carry the good news about Jesus. Pastors who care and share and pray. Teachers who instruct people. Has it ever crossed your mind that you might be one of these roles, more of these roles, all of these roles, to the people that you come into contact with and wherever you're out there is. You could be the person who's sent. You could be the person who's bringing God's word at just the right time, the right word to somebody. You could be the person who's sharing the good news of the gospel with somebody so they go, why has nobody ever told me about this before? You could be the person who's getting alongside somebody and saying, Would you like me to pray about that? It doesn't need the pastor up the front on a Sunday to pray. We can all be pastors. We can all be ministers. This could be the people who are around you. Moving swiftly on. Power is not spending power, but the Spirit's power. And I'm going to read some more verses from Ephesians because really at the end of the day, we need the Holy Spirit living within us to give us the power to live the Christian life. Ephesians 1.13 says this, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, which we've just been talking about, and having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. When we believe in Jesus, when we believe that he died and rose again for us, and when we accept that by faith, when we say, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner, I've messed up, I've went my own way, come into my life through your Spirit, You know, I remember as a little kid being told that I need to invite Jesus into my heart. I could never understand that. And I've realized that it's not actually Jesus in person. Jesus Jesus is a man raised from the dead who at this point in time is in heaven. What we invite in is the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, into our hearts, and He changes us from the inside. And He becomes our seal, The promised Holy Spirit, or guarantee, or deposit. If you put a deposit down in a house, how would you feel if the person just kind of sold it to somebody else at the last minute? You'd be a wee bit ticked off. You'd be like, wait a minute, I put a deposit down in that. It's something that's legally binding. Well, here's the thing. We talked earlier about how the church was a body. We talked about how we're part of a family, how we're adopted into God's family. God has this big massive family and he's wanting to continue to adopt people into his family so that they become part of his and when we're adopted in it's a legal term and we have this seal the promised holy spirit Ephesians 1:17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better And then this last verse on this point, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Do you need power today? Do you feel weak today? Then invite the Holy Spirit in in a fresh way to come and empower you. You see, to some extent it's true Money is power. Money gives you options. And poverty has been defined as a lack of choice. But some of the richest people in the world are not financially well off. Why? Because they have something living inside that brings satisfaction, that brings contentment. Now, this last point, I'm going to ask Josh if you could help me. We have an illustration just to demonstrate what we're talking about by power. Could you believe that this lead has been sitting outside of my house for over five years? It's been sitting on top of my cement mixer. Thanks, Josh. This lead has been sitting on top of an old cement mixer. You can see it on the screen there, which I decided I need to use that thing, but it's not working. And it's not worked since I moved it. And I know why it's not working, because I've been taking it to bits bit by bit. And this is part of it. Thank you, Josh thank you this is this is the electric motor from the mixer okay now just give me a second for those who are on online land you might not hear this wee bit I'll try not to I don't know if everybody can see that online can they see that Jack cool okay so I think it goes this way are you ready for this Sorry, are you ready for this? I'm just remembering you guys can't hear if I don't use the mic. Now, do you know that that never used to click in like that? In the times that I have used this mixer before, that has never plugged in like that. I took it to bits, I cleaned up the lead, and now and now it actually plugs in properly. It gets connected the way it should. And there's a wee button on the top here. Do you think I should press it? <laughs> Yes! Power! And as we were singing on the way out of the house this morning, there's power in the blood. That old hymn. But now there's power in the mixer. Okay? Or there will be power in the mixer. You see, this part's working, but there's no point in this part working if the rest of it isn't working. And you can see the pictures on the screen there of the gearbox, which is the bit that's not working. And the big challenge was, can I get this gearbox off And I phoned somebody during the week to say, who works with these devices all the time, how how can I get the drum off? How can I get this gearbox off? And he gave me some suggestions and some ideas, which I put into practice on Saturday, just yesterday, and lo and behold, the gearbox came off the mixer so that I can replace it so that every part can function. There's a belt attached to, to that, which goes to another bit, which goes to... This bit here, this worm gear, which goes to that bit, which goes through to the mixer, which turns, which you shovel sand and cement and put water into, and you can make cement for building walls, which is what I want to do. I'm like, I need to get this thing working. I hope to show you a picture of the refurbished cement mixer very soon. (laughs) But at the end of the day, if this thing isn't connected... To the power then it's not going to work and even if i get my cement mixer fixed it won't matter if it's not connected to the power why because the power comes from outside of the mixer and it's like that in the church our power doesn't come from within ourselves paul talks about boasting and his weaknesses so that the power of god may be demonstrated right and I'm happy to boast in my weaknesses. And I was praying this to God. As long as you demonstrate your power. Okay? I'll boast in my weaknesses if you demonstrate your power. Okay? That's, the de- that's, that's my deal with God this morning. I'll boast in my weaknesses. You demonstrate your power. I want to see God's power at work. But at the end of the day, if we're not connected to the power source, then we're powerless. And I think this, this yellow lead here If it represents anything, it represents the spiritual disciplines that we are asked to put into practice in our lives. Things like prayer, things like meditating on God's word, things like silence and solitude, things like giving, things like fasting. All these types of things and doing them is like getting plugged in. I had all sorts of ways to try and keep that thing plugged in. It just needed a wee bit of work on it to get it so that it would connect properly. And there's a sense in which we all need that little bit of work in our lives to help us to get connected properly. But at the end of the day, just like this more, without the electricity flowing through it, it's powerless. And the church without the Holy Spirit flowing through it is powerless. God is Our source of power. God is our source of power as the church. I'm going to finish off with reading three verses, four verses from Ephesians. Ephesians 1.19, I've already mentioned this. It talks about his incomparably great power for us who believe. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead 2,000 years ago is the same power that works in us. We just need to get connected in. We need to get plugged in and connected to God's power. God gives us grace, and grace gives us the strength to do what he calls us to do. We often think about grace as being saved by grace. It talks about that in Ephesians, and grace being God's unmerited favor. But there's something deeper about grace as well that is what God puts on our lives to enable us to do the things which he calls us to do. So wherever you're out there is, Whether it's work, school, college, family, whatever, wherever you're out there is, you need and I need the power flowing through us to be the people that God has called us to be, to have that grace on our lives that is given to us in Paul's case to preach, preach to the Gentiles, Ephesians three eighteen. Ephesians three sorry eight. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. He's able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or even imagine. According to his power, so it's his power, we're connected, but it's at work in us. How many people today feel a wee bit like this old motor that's been sitting outside For five plus years. A little bit rusty on the outside. Maybe don't look the part. Is it just me? Or are there other people who feel like that sometimes? But it's according to the electricity working through that in the way that it's designed it's designed to respond to electricity we are designed to respond to the holy spirit and that's how we started off that's how adam and eve started off in the garden designed to respond to the holy spirit to have fellowship with god sin broke that connection it was like unplugging the lead but god works according to his power at work within us ephesians 6:10 And I'm going to close with this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. We don't need to muster up our own strength. It's not about the power of positive thinking. Sorry, Norman Vincent Peale, who wrote that book many years ago, if you've heard of it. It's not about positive thinking. It's not about mustering things up. It's about allowing God to work in us and through us that we become who God wants us to be. He can do that in your life this week. All we need to do is access it by faith. We need to get plugged in. I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe you can have a bit of a dodgy connection these days. And you think, sometimes I'm on, sometimes I'm off. Like, I just, sorry, I wanted to do that again. <laughs> Sometimes I'm on, sometimes I'm off, because this thing was starting to go a bit dodgy, this switch, and it's like, (laughs) is it on, is it off? Some of us can feel like, I don't know whether I'm on or off, like, what's God doing in my life? Get connected, make sure the connection is sure. We do that by praying to God, we do it through faith, we do it through surrendering surrendering our lives to Him, and saying, you come and do it. I can't do this on my own, but it's that intentional step of faith to trust him. Whatever you need this week, God can provide what you need. In your situation, your circumstances, whether it's at work, and maybe the boss is doing your head in, or maybe the person who works for you is doing your head in, (laughs) whatever it might be, God can come into that situation and can help. I know because there are things in my life, my working life before I got involved in the church, where I prayed about things and God answered prayers. God can come and work in your family situation, whatever's going on there, whatever your needs are. God can come and work in you as an individual person, part of the church. God can come and work in you. And maybe you're not part of the church. Maybe you've never asked the Holy Spirit to come into your life to be that seal. You can do that today and we're going to do that right now. We're going to pray. I'm just going to ask that you bow your heads in prayer. We're going to say two prayers. I'm going to pray for the congregation, um, but before we do that, I'm going to make an invitation to, to pray a prayer. If you've never asked the Holy Spirit into your life before, then you can say this prayer into your heart after me today, whether you're online or whether you're here in the building today. You can ask God, and he will come in And he will be like that power that you need in your life to fire up your motor and to get you going on the right track so that you can function as he always intended you to function. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this incredible book of Ephesians. We thank you that it tells us that you are our source of power. (laughs) Holy Spirit, you are our source of power and we ask that you would come and that you would empower us, that you would fill us and that we would run the way that you intended us to run. Father, we pray for the church, Lord. We pray that each of us would find our part to play, that we would find out where we fit in the body and Lord, that we would all begin to function whether that's in the church services or building or whatever we do or whether it's out there, wherever our out there is, Father, we pray that you come and fill our hearts. If you've never asked God into your life before, then just say this simple little prayer into yourself and then tell somebody that you've done it and get somebody to pray with you. Dear God, I thank you that you are a source of power. Today, I want to get plugged into you. today, Help me to know you. Forgive me for doing my own thing. Forgive me for wanting to live life my own way. But today's a different day. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Fill me with that power. Make me clean. Make me a new person today. Give me the power to live this life And help me to follow you from today. In Jesus' name. And Father, we just pray for everyone who prays that prayer. Lord, we ask that you would come and that you would meet everyone in such a special way. And Father, that you would strengthen them and that they would feel your power at work in their lives. And Lord, we just pray for church today. Lord, we pray that as we begin today to go out of the door, or switch off the broadcast, and as we go out into family life, into our world, into our neighborhood, on Monday as we go to our place of employment, or education, or whatever it may be, Father, we just ask that you would go with us, and that we would rely on your power, Father, where there are people struggling with a solution to a problem, Lord, we pray that you would just give uh, just such an understanding in that problem and just open the way, Lord, for those who are struggling with whatever today. Lord, we've we've prayed for many people today, but Lord, I just pray one last prayer for those who are struggling today with whatever. Father, we ask that you would just come and that you would meet with them and that you would empower them and that you would help them to know that you're right there with them in the situation. Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Really great to see everyone today and have a great week. Remember, if you're needing prayer requests, let us know and we will be happy to pray for you. But I pray that you have a a fantastic week. Amen. Thank you.